Well, here we are again for another episode of Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly, Maylee Thomas. And my guest today is James Land, and I got to meet James and his lovely wife at a Texas Music Revolution lunch that we had just a few weeks ago. And after talking with him, I said, I gotta have you on the show. You've got such an interesting life, and he's really just a sweetheart of a guy, and what a talent. And I'm so impressed by the fact that he has kept a, a really great attitude about everything that has to do with this music business because it's tough and he'll tell you how tough it is in this interview before we do i'm going to sing a song for you off my last record and this is called more than enough the song that i wrote for all you out there that are in love and still believe that your partner is more than enough more than anything else that you could ever look for or need so i'm going to dedicate this to my sweet husband my my george fuller who just won his re-election for mayor of this city of mckinney i love you honey and you are more than enough and we'll be right back with james land
are, everybody, on Texas Homegrown Music and with my guest, James Lynn. James, how are you doing? We're doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's good to see you again. Very good to see you, too. We're having a blast out here. Well, I am. I'm so glad that I got to run into you the other day as we did the little um, lead in for TMR 25. And I'm real excited that you guys are going to be there at the pub stage. Silver Star Spirits sponsoring. And um, for all you listeners out there, if you're in the McKinney area, McKinney, Texas, at all on June 4th and 5th, you've got to come check it out. We've got so many stages, tons of bands, lots of players. And James Land is going to be one of them. And you, you've booked a lot of acts for that night i did we um with miller music our, our management company my wife and i trish um we booked a lot of um acts for the pub because they asked us to go ahead and do that we've been playing there quite a, a few times over the last few years and uh, it was really cool i was able to, to holler at my friends uh tommy alverson jamie richards uh, matt hillier um and a whole bunch of jason allen a whole bunch of people um to come out and do that so it was it's going to be fun. It's going to be a really great time. It's going to be a great weekend. We're going to be, um, we're, for all of you guys out there listening, I'm telling you, you've got to get your tickets, CMR 25, and take advantage of getting to hear all these bands just walking around to different stages. It's going to be phenomenal. And we'll, my husband and I are going to be at the Impact stage, which is downtown, and there's going to be four more stages and tons of clubs with live music. It's kind of like our own little South by Southwest, but kind of uh, in, a, in, in Texas kind country vein yeah that's gonna be fun it's, it's, it's gonna be really amazing for everybody that comes out and they're gonna be able to just hop in and out of music everywhere they go so it's gonna be a cool time yeah I, I love that and i am so pumped about it coming to my hometown of mckinney texas we i don't know how we pulled that off but i, I think i do know <laughs> a couple little inroads there but let's get started and talk about james and your beautiful wife trish i got to meet her and have lunch with you guys over there at matt hamilton's place at local yokel and that was a lot of fun and boy what? does he get some good food or what <laughs> oh my god that's some good food. i almost i interrupted you I was like, man, that's good food. <laughs> no, I mean, it's such good food. And then uh, he's good people too. Matt's, Matt's great. He's a great guy. I've known Matt for a long time. And um, it's just so great that we're all living in this town together and able to enjoy great food and great music. And he was so excited about you. And I, I just got to tell everybody on uh, that's listening on the air how funny it was to sit there with you. Um, of course, and we had a whole lot of other artists sitting at the table. And your song came on over the system, and um, and Matt didn't know. Well, and I didn't do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> I was like, I didn't do that. Where's how's my song playing in here right now? <laughs> he had you on his playlist, and he's sitting there. And I said, Do you know James Land? And he goes, No, I've never met him. I said, Well, you like his music because you're playing it right now. <laughs> That's awesome. gotta make you feel good. It was really fun. No, it was. When you hear your song, especially in a, in a venue that you're not used to being at, and and you hear your song come out on the on the, you know, you would. I was like, hey, is this a Spotify playlist or what's going on? You know, and then if come to find out that it's his personal playlist, I was like, well, that's awesome. That's, that's even that's better, awesome. right? Yeah, it's always a good to have fans. <laughs> Well, speaking of, you know, I mean, I know you've been doing this for quite a long time. I, I think after looking at your discography, I'm, I'm trying to think, was it 2005 when you put out your first record? When was that? I put out my first single in 2005 and my first record in 2007. Okay, so, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then um, we put out another record in 2010. And then... I put out another single. Um, I, I put out quite a few singles, but in 2015, 
Um, and that, that one did really well. And then it was 2019 before I put out that record, <laughs> it spaced out a little bit. Um, and that's the record that we currently have. Um, we've had uh, a total of like, I think 11 top 10 and nine number one songs on the charts. Um, and, um, and we're getting ready to put out a new record this summer, fall. So I'm excited about that. I'm like, you know, every, I, being able to put out a record quickly <laughs> compared to what I'm used to do is, is we're trying to get it done. So it's, um, it's a great Boy, time. I, I, I feel you. Um, I've been working on trying to get an EP out now since COVID and, um, got it really close. And then I'm down to waiting on my husband who needs to put the lead guitar in and he's been a little busy these last few months. So right, right. Trying to get him in the studio has been tough, but. I'm going to get him in there after this weekend because I, I, and... <laughs> I might need him to do some work on mine as oh, well. Man, he'd love that. But um, so what I, I just want to go back a little bit and start with, you know, I, getting to talk with you at lunch the other day was so fun. And to find out that, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that are in country music and Texas country that really never lived a country life. They just, you know, listened to the music and wanted to do it. You're like the real deal. Growing up, paddle ranching. Um, did you, you know, did you grow up knowing that you were going to want to do music someday? Or was it, did it just fall into your lap? Or tell me how that started. Well, you know, um, uh, my, I'll tell this, and I probably haven't told this on the air ever, but I'm getting more comfortable with my life story. <laughs> and well, my dad, you feel a little comfortable, more comfortable now, right? James. I've well, lived my, a lot longer than you have, and I can tell you that everybody's got stories, and everybody's got things that you know. It it, it it takes you a while. I I hid mine for a lot of years. Well, I, I I, and a lot of times, you know, you 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 feel like you're embarrassed, but it has you had no control over it either no no, no and so no. to be embarrassed over that is really i don't know no, I, i'm learning not. to realize that, that you just embrace it it makes no, you I, I, I embrace it i embrace it my dad used to call me hooter because i would make noises and i would never stop <laughs> so he was always saying i'm hooting and hollering or making noises clicking them popping them hooter. can i call yeah, you hooter? Yeah. that's good you, you hooter, i guess my only person in the world's ever done that was my dad. So, um, it, it, and, uh, so I, I loved music. Um, and I, I, I learned uh, to play the snare drum because I was, I was very, very introverted. I did not, I couldn't speak in front of a, the classroom or I went to a one room schoolhouse that it hadn't been open since the fifties. And it was like an Adobe brick building. They brought a teacher in because uh, there was three ranches out there where we were. We were about two hours from there's telephone where we lived. And so like they they brought a teacher out for the state. And because there was there was enough kids there because of my family moving out to this ranch. And my dad uh, managed. And um, so that's how I was. I mean, there was eight kids in the school. Four of them were my brothers and sisters. So, I mean, it was. Oh, my God. You know, I, was, I was in fifth grade. I had I was not around it, you know, and then. Once I got to fifth grade, when we moved to town, um, basically I was like, I, I was scared to death to talk in front of people and stuff. I was just nervous. I couldn't do it. I, so I loved music. So I, I figured the drum would be the best thing and I'm way in the back and hidden. So I did that and I loved the drums and stuff like that. And then um, one weekend, I don't remember how old I was. I was 12 or 13 or something in that area. My uncle had a band and we went to go visit family and I wanted to go stay with him because I hadn't seen him in a long time. 
And he heard me singing in the truck. He goes, will you stay with me all in one condition? You sing three songs with my band this weekend. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> it took some convincing for me to even try because I was scared to death. And um, so I, I stayed with them and sang three songs. I sang uh, uh, Wink by Neil McCoy, The Pickup the Pick Man by Joe Diffie, and The Chair of George Strait. And um, I tell myself... I, I, I tell my, I tell him, um, I don't know whether to kick you square in the rear or give you a big hug for what you did to me. <laughs> it put me out there and people enjoyed it. And ever since then, I've been trying to find a way to do music. Um, so yeah, it's, it started early. Started early. Well, that's so fantastic that he saw something and, and, you know, I, I, there's, there's something really special in our lives about being able to remember who, who it was that gave us, the initiative to, to get into music. Um, I think we all know who it was in our lives. I know I can take it back to someone in my life as well. Um, and I grew up in a musical family, but um, I think that's so cool that he saw that in you and he knew that he had to push you to get you to do that. And aren't you glad and he there's did? There's nobody else in my family that plays music or anything. It was just uh, my uncle. So it was. <laughs> and so um, is he still around now? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what, yeah. how does he feel about your your music career and what you've done with your life? He's definitely proud of me. I, I, can, I know he is. Um, we've talked a few times about it, and and I like to send him stuff when I record new stuff and let him hear it first and that kind of thing. So it's uh, it's nice. It's very nice. Uh, he lives in Flagstaff, Arizona. Okay. Oh, that is so cool, James. I love that. Well, um, I want to talk some more about that, but but. Um, this first segment is going to get away from me too quickly. And I don't want to um, lose the opportunity to talk about a song that I heard that really spoke to me. And I want to talk, I'm going to feature the first song right now and it's called way to fly. And I'm really happy knowing that it's something that you wrote. And I want to, I want to, um, I mean, I, I know what it's about obviously. And it's about, you know, when we leave this earth and that hopefully we'll find a way to fly I'm, I'm going to take it that Redemption. you you have a deep uh, faith. Um, yes, I can ma'am. tell it just through your music. And um, but so tell me what what were you going through that made you think about writing this song? Because you're so young and you don't really you shouldn't really be thinking about leaving this earth, but but we all do. Um, tell me what well, made you write this. This I, I always try to put myself a lot of my songs. You know, I've heard people talk about it, and I don't know if it's Willie or somebody, but, you know, if you haven't lived it, you can't write about it. And I, I believe that to a certain extent. Um, but then I also believe if you've got passion and 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 and, and also able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, yeah. then you can, try to, you can try to imagine what it would be like to do something. Um, and that's, that's this, this right here. It's like, how would, how would I feel if I realized toward the end of my life that I'd, I'd burned every bridge and just melted the ground behind me and not cared about anything, you know, and, um, is there still chance there, is there still a chance for someone that didn't come to God earlier, didn't come to their faith earlier? Um, you know, there's a lifetime of, you know, who knows what. And in in the, in the song, I thought about the, the last breath that you're taking 
and, and actually given you just, just praying that, you know, you can give yourself or whatever into to that and, and, you know, be able to. I've been around people during that time, James, and it's been a very fulfilling place for me to know that they could cry out. And, and, and you know, that's the grace of God that they can cry out at any moment and say, you know what, if you're there and you're real, I want to be yours and I want to be with you. And we all have moments in our lives and stuff that we don't, you feel like we did the best we could do or, or did the, you know, most righteous thing in the world. So um, nobody's perfect. And, and that's, that's the whole point of, you know, well, I love the song and I love the message and I love your heart. I can already tell that you're just a really sweet soul and um, and you don't have to live it to understand it because you're passionate about it and you have a message that you want to give. So we're going to play that song right now. It's called Way to Fly. And if you just tuned in, I'm, I'm talking with James Land and he's Texas country all the way. Grew up in Texas for sure. So it's this is the real deal. And we're going to talk about some um, other music that he's got coming out later this year and some shows that he's got coming up so when we come back we'll be with James Lamb but for right now we're going to play the song Way to Fly I'm looking in the window of my soul for the first time in my life I've seen the barren wastelands I've left behind I don't deserve relief forgiveness would bring
with James Land and um, so James I I read something in an interview that you wrote before about how you thought it was so great that you have the opportunity to not only write your own music and co-write with other people but also write other people I mean to record other people's songs and how you said if I hear a great song how I would be a fool not to record it just because I didn't write it um, which I love and I I, and I, I I agree with that and I think that in today's world we do have a lot of singer songs writers out there that uh, feel very strongly about doing their own music but I feel the same way and on a lot of my records I've got other people's songs that um, that they just spoke to me and I just like when we hear a song and we love it as you know listener same thing as an artist um, there's got to be some songs that resonate with us and we want to be able to sing them. And I like the idea that you said you want to be able to help a writer that doesn't necessarily want to sing or perform their own music. Well, if you go back and look, I mean, if you look at Hank Williams or George Strait or anybody, um, go look and see how much how many songs that they wrote of their own. You know, it's that's it, it, being an artist and being a songwriter are two different things. Yep. Um, you know, and and nowadays a lot of us and there's people that like like you said, if you didn't write your own song, there's even classes of fans that will ostracize you because you didn't write your own song. Um, I don't I don't feel that way. I feel that the like you said, the song speaks for itself. If it speaks to me. And it, and it does something to me that I feel like it will translate into something for my audience. Then, then I'll cut the song. I'll, I'll record it. Um, and, and it does matter sometimes where it comes from. If it's, if it's coming from a friend that I know, you know, by all means, I'm going to, you know, try to cut that song. We found songs that, you know, had no clue where they're coming from. Um, they were pitched to us from, from someone. Um, I've listened to thousands upon thousands of demos that were, Ooh, gosh, darn, they're not so great, <laughs> but all of a sudden there's that gym, you hear it and you, and you hear what it can be. And, and that's that, that it's worth it to me. Um, so we've just done that. That's where I've always been with all my songs. Doesn't mean necessarily we'll always be that way. This past record, I co-wrote or wrote everything on it. I'm um, okay. one song. Um, the new record that we're doing right now, we've already cut 15 tracks. I think I wrote or co-wrote half at least. Okay. Um, because we had access to a lot of really, really good material. And, um, so I, I, I you know, that's, it, it, it's what fits a record and all there's, a, there's so many little things that go involved in putting a record together for me, at least. Um, now, give me a to, little, just for my listening audience, cause I know, yeah. um, I know what it's like for me, but give me a little timeline of what it's like for you when you decide you're going to do another record and what the process means. Cause you know, used to, to, to be um, years. Now, some artists are putting out records every year and, uh, and a half, which is just crazy to me. Yeah. You know, um, I've always thought along the lines of the, the longer, longer run type deal. Um, I don't music out every year or two, but I've also learned that nowadays that we have to put out music quicker. So um, we've, we've, we've gone through the gamut of thinking about whether or not we should put out a few songs at a time or, cut 15 songs and release them over 24 months, one every right. other month. You right. know, there's also 
ways to do it. Um, because I like that actually. I mean, I, I feel like that takes a lot of pressure off of us as an artist because, um, nowadays we're, you're releasing singles anyway. Right. Right. And, and you're, it's, I don't know about you, but music has changed so much with this whole downloadability, you know, when we were growing up and we've talked about this with so many other artists, but don't you remember when we were growing up, we were saving our money to go buy the album. Yeah. And I was, I was, I was, I was at Walmart or wherever trying to buy a a cassette tape or or a single, you know, to get the song. And, and if not, we were, we were taking old cassette tapes that we found putting tape on the top and, and recording the radio station, you know, to hear the new songs. (laughs) So yeah, no, it's, it's, it's easy to get music nowadays. Um, A lot of the people don't realize that, you know, uh, artists still pay the money to record the stuff, even though they can get it for darn near nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's changed a lot there. Artists used to make a lot of money. They used to make careers, make livelihoods um, with with their songs, but now most of it's free. And um, not I, I, I listen. I get my <laughs> get my check every. But now I'm I'm doing it like quarterly, and I get it you know directly direct deposit, and yeah. it's scary how little it is. Yeah. When I, I mean, see the I'm not a large artist by any means. Um, you know, and and my my sales just in the advent of really Spotify picking up um, and a lot of other venues, um, I was pulling in, you know, $1,500 a month and, and, and like, you know, or more just, just off of download sales for, for, for singles. And that's almost dried up. I know. I know. I mean, I, I remember when it first started, it, when it, when it first started, it was nice because we were I was getting a pretty good little chunk of change. But now, when I look at a download and it says point zero zero two, yeah, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, the thousands of times they have to listen to it for it to be a dollar is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but what that does, I'm, I'm thinking maybe is that puts a little more pressure on us as artists to put out more more stuff yeah and, and that's something that we, we were talking about the process you know the process for me has always been a little bit different but you know it's it's about finding the songs um getting the songs cut properly um and the way you, and picking the arrangements and 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 going through that stuff um and then and then doing vocals and doing you know overdubs and all that kind of stuff and that's the first part when you get the record done how are you gonna then you start picking singles and start picking how you're gonna do your radio and and um, um pr and all that kind of stuff so there's a lot lot involved um and sometimes it is a little bit overwhelming especially when you're trying to write and perform shows and and live life you know spend time with your family it's just uh it can yeah yeah well it gets out of hand believe me i know and i know you guys you and your wife are very very involved in uh, in all kinds of uh, like the merchandise and everything yeah. so i i know that you guys are hands-on all the way and and that makes it a l- little bit more difficult too but it's isn't it, it nice to have somebody by your side that's supporting you and i i've, yes, I've met yes. your wife and she's she's as enamored with you as all your fans and which i think is just beautiful she's um clearly one of your number one fans well, it would be hard and difficult to do without her, for sure. There's no doubt. Um, she makes it a heck of a lot uh, more enjoyable <laughs> to be out there working. So I, I, she's, and she also does a lot of stuff uh, for me that I couldn't replace if I tried. So she's amazing. Yeah, well, that's a beautiful thing. You guys have been together how long? Um, a little over three years. 
Well, I, I just think she's precious and I'm so glad I got to meet her. I don't, that's not very often. I don't ever get to meet the artists, you right. know, wives or husbands usually because um, it's all, all in the interview. So it was so great to meet her. That was wonderful. Well, I'm excited about um, your new record coming out because I've been listening to some of your stuff, James, and you, I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine that you didn't know at some point that you had this gift and that you were going to do this because it's, it's, got a really good voice and really good um, lyrics and really good um, writing ability. And I just enjoy it. I think you're a full package. I can see why you know, you're, you're doing well. I think I read you've had eight number ones. Nine number ones. Nine. Nine. Yeah, On the nine. country Texas sta stations, yeah. which by the way is, is still nice because we do have, we still have um, a lot of stations that you can actually talk to the right. DJs and get them to play, yeah. which is very rare in the music business these days. Yeah. There's so close to a hundred stations, um, just like, um, uh, all over the Midwest of the United States that are, they report to the, to the charts. It's not just Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, um, you know, all this, uh, Louisiana, New Mexico, um, and in other areas, um, that, that report. And, um, and so it's, it's really a cool thing to be able to get the music out there because, without people hearing your music, there's, there's, they don't, you can't tour, you can't do that kind of thing. And, and, and terrestrial radio in the past has been a break make or break for an artist's career. Um, it's a little different now, obviously with, with the internet. Um, but, um, I still believe it's a really, really good way to reach people. And, um, we're still trying to get everybody to connect to that. You know, a lot of people know my music, they just don't know me yet. So soon, hopefully we'll, we'll fix that. And, uh, just keep well, bridging. We've got to keep plugging. It's James Land, and these songs are James Land. And if you like the song, go get James Land music. Right. right? <laughs> um, so we're going to play Memory Like You. And I think you told me that was a song that you co wrote with someone. Yeah, we, uh, I co wrote this one actually with Jake Worthington. Um, if you guys remember him from The Voice, uh, he's got a just a honky tonk country voice, if there ever was one. Um, and, uh, Aaron Copeland. Um, so we, we wrote this song, me and Aaron sat down and we were at a buddy of ours, Drew Fish has a writing retreat and we were out there writing and me and, uh, AC sat down to write and we wrote for quite a while. We got part of the song done and, um, we saw Jake walking by and we were kind of floundering a little bit. And normally we do blocks of about four hours, three to four hours to do song, right? And, um, we grabbed Jake. I think we were in there for eight or nine hours. Ridiculous. Oh I wouldn't let this leave till we finished it because it was a really good song. And um, I was like, no, we can finish it. We can finish it. We can finish it. And we did. And we got it finished. And um, so I was like, man, this is an awesome song. And uh, I don't think, I, I think at the time um, it was like AC was cutting or not cutting and, and Jake wasn't cutting. And I, I was like, well, you know, y'all mind, I'm going to cut it. <laughs> so, and, um, and that was that first song we came back with after uh, Let It Rain. And it was our sixth number one song on the charts. So That's so fantastic. Well, I love the song and I know our listening audience is going to as well. It's called Memory Like You with James Lynn. And we're going to play it right now. And when we come back, he's going to actually do a song for us acoustic. And we're going to talk about um, that and the shows that we've got coming up in June. And you guys, please check it out. James Lynn, James Lynn Music, and it's spelled L-A-N-N. And uh, this song is called Memory Like You. And we come back, we'll talk some more about this phenomenal music by this great guy. Home is where the heart is. I believe it's true. They say it can't come back. 
but I always do. I close my eyes and in my mind, Papa's with the chickens, Sunday breakfast on the stove, Grandma's in the kitchen, I can smell the frying bacon. personality did you know that <laughs> well I, I i've been told i talk a little too much nowadays but no i, I, I used to i guess i'm catching up for years I like it. And i'm laughing about it because you telling me about how shy you were as a kid and how you were afraid and all that well you're not afraid anymore <laughs> i think there's a difference i think I, I think there's there's still that fear it's still there but it just pushes me to I, I, I don't know how to, I, I, I guess I've squashed it down far enough that I don't have to worry about it much anymore. Well, I think you've done enough of life. I mean, you've got a lot of things going on. I know you guys have the M3 management that you, yeah. you're doing. I think you told me that you can, that you also build pools. 
Yeah, we, we work on swimming pools, um, basically um, in remodeling and kind of that kind of stuff. I do that on the side. Um, and I've done that for a long time. And it's just one of those things that, you know, I try to get rid of every time I get a chance so I can play full time again. But with COVID, it was just hard not to have something to fall back on. So oh, I, I would imagine with COVID, there had to be a lot of people that wanted your services because so many people were at home. And I think the people that made the most money were like Home Depot and any kind of home improvement, anything in your right. backyard. We had all these people going, oh, shoot, I need to, I need to do some work back here. <laughs> you know, I need to I make that. <laughs> I should have done some advertising, but um, it kept, it kept, kept us afloat a little bit, you know, um, through the COVID and, and, and obviously we're still there we're still trying to get, everything's changed even, even in this past year um, with, with booking and all that kind of stuff. So we're, we're trying to find new inroads and, and just re, you know, reinvent the wheel and, and get back out there so we can tour and see our fans and create new ones. Well, you are. I mean, things are starting to open up a little bit. And I know that you've got your band coming in to do some shows with you. Um, and I, that I, I love the fact that you're still, you know, do, doing that as well with yourself. You're, you're, you can do you told me you can do a gig with three piece or eight. How many piece? Seven or eight piece? On one, to, one to seven, probably one to eight. Yeah, depending on what we do, you know. <laughs> um, you know, the, the the main core group uh, is about four or five of us. So, um, yeah, it's um, it's it's the, the 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 big thing about this is that these are great guys, and that's what they do for a living. And so you have to keep them busy. So we, you know, um, it's uh, it's something that we have to get back out on the road to do. I can't just, Oh man, I can do all these acoustic shows by myself. Uh, no, I've got to think about other people too. It's not just about me and my music. It's there's, there's a whole, there's a whole, you know, symbiotic relationship with the band and, and fans and, 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 and venues and all sorts of stuff that we have to think about. You know, it's not just about one thing. Well, I think it's starting to open up and and people are getting ready to, to want to get out. And within this, the, by the end of the year, I think we're going to be rolling pretty good. And then, of course, I mean, I'm already start, we're already starting to see it. And as we do, like we're doing the TMR Festival in June, um, you know, we'll have a lot of people at that. And we're just we're, we're just going to have to step out and say, OK, here we go, guys. Let's try to be careful. Yeah. And if you're not feeling good, please don't come. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. You just be responsible adults. I mean, that's, that's basically what you need to do. If you don't feel good, stay home. If yep. you don't feel comfortable, stay home. If you want to get out and partake of the music and, and, and friendship and all that kind of stuff, come on out. I mean, yep. it's, it's real simple. There's, there's, you know, there's no need for just a little yeah. common sense. Yeah, we'll just use common sense. Exactly. Well, um, I loved having you on the show today and I'm so excited that you're going to do watered down whiskey for us. And tell me about that song. And you guys, he's going to play it for us acoustic because that's uh, um, that's kind of what we do on the show. And I love it. And you know, it makes it a little bit special. But tell me about the song yeah. and then also remind everybody about how they can find you and find your music. Yeah, sure. Well, we'll just knock that out real quick. Go to jamesland.com, it's L-A-N-N, and all of our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter is James Land Music. Um, and then if you if you can type in James Land, L-A-N-N, you'll find it. So Spotify, Amazon, all that kind of stuff. Um, this Water Down Whiskey um, song was our eighth number one song. Um, actually, seventh number one song. Sorry. I get confused. So sorry. Um, it was the number on the one song. That's all that's important. Yeah, number one song. <laughs> It, it, it's confusing to me even. Um, and, um, we, um, I, I recorded it and 
uh, at my buddy's studio, Ken Tondre studio. And um, it was just one of the songs I wrote and it was another put yourself in, you know, posi- position of another person and, and, uh, you know, don't be stupid. Don't make a mistake. You know, you, you go through all the times where, you know, people think that life in the music business is a huge party and all that kind of stuff. But really it's, it's, it's hard. It's a lot of hard work and, and busting your butt. And if you're lucky to become a star, then you got a little bit more time on your hands, but then it even gets more busy doing other things. So this one was just about minding your P's and Q's and, 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 and remembering that if you're out on the road, you know, um, or, or if you're out going to a bar with your buddies, you know, your, your wife may still be at home or something like that. Don't, there, there's nothing worth one night of fun or, or, or that kind of thing worth really, you know, ruining that kind of relationship. So that's kind of what that song's about. So. She may seem like the bell of the ball midst those dark rooms with neon signs. She's just smoke that wraps up your mind that drifts away in the morning light. She don't care what your story is She's only in it for the night Another shot and your memory fades Of that ring on your left hand She's watered down whiskey She ain't the real thing She's not the one waiting at home That you gave that ring Yeah, she's watered
Hey y'all, this is Matt Hillier from 1100 Springs, and I want to let you know that you are listening to Texas Homegrown Music with Bailey Thomas.
that's a song called Evergreen by the band The Wilder Blue on a record called Hill Country. And you guys check it out. That Zane Williams is is singing on that as well as a lot of other really, really talented cats. So be sure to check it out. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the show today because I tell you what. I love this job. I love bringing to light some of these artists that a lot of times you've heard their music and you just know who they were. And uh, that's exactly what happened with James Land uh, as we were all sitting there in lunch that day. Even the owner of the of the store, of the uh, restaurant, sorry, had put together this song list and didn't even realize that James was sitting in his restaurant having lunch while he was listening to one of his songs on uh, <laughs> over the speakers. It was so apropos and uh, for me to say, this is why we need these radio talk shows for people to know who's behind the music. So I do love this job and I hope that you guys will continue to listen. I want to give a shout out again to Tupps Brewery and to the Guitar Sanctuary for making this possible and bringing these um, artists to you every week. So um, until next time, I'm going to close out the show with Charlie Sexton and a girl by the name of Shannon McNally, who I'm going to have on the show in just a few more weeks. So you guys be sure to check it out. But this is a song they did together called I'll Do the Same for you it's a beautiful song and i i kind of think that i want to do this song sometime with my husband i think it's a beautiful beautiful song and speaks volumes about what we are willing to do for one another in a love relationship so once again a shout out to the guitar sanctuary and tubs brewery for making this show possible remember to love life you get out of it what you put into it peace out everybody and we'll see you next time Okay.
Thank you.